What's up, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience. This episode contains topics that may be triggering for some people. Viewer's discretion is advised. What's going on, everyone? We are here for another episode of Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, and today our guest is up. Simply that. <laughs> Simply that. Like, if if you look him up, you will find up. <laughs> up for the challenge, Mr. Adam Parsons. Uh, thank you so much for spending a little time and agreeing to hop on a podcast with us today. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, you're quite right. I am just up. It's a, uh, although we had a discussion about my, my issues with Twitch at the moment, it's a kind of a running joke in my Twitch chat of whenever I talk about anything that isn't mental health, um, they'll go, oh, up for philosophy, up for history, like create another channel. Cause I have like gaming, which I'm up for bad gaming. And I have my charity, which is up for mental health. So they're like, yeah, just up, it's up everything. So yeah, if you look me up, it is up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, let's start at the beginning. Like, tell us a little bit about yourself. What is up for the challenge? Where did that come from? <sighs> Going in the deep end, really, here with um, where the name comes from. So, um, some people watching this may know me potentially because we have mutual um, acquaintances. But um, I lost my wife to brain cancer just before um lockdown so before corona hit um the end of 2019 and um i didn't know what to do basically i i i said to her you know what the fuck do i do you know i'm not a neurosurgeon i don't i i'm not a, you know um cancer specialist i don't know what to do and she just said to help uh raise money for charity called brains trust and the only thing I could think of, well, I do physical stuff. I'm a marathon runner. I'm a, uh, you know, a martial artist and things like that. So I'll do challenges. That's what it is. And so I created a YouTube channel after doing a challenge called uh, Runaway, which was basically you have 36 hours. You have no money for food, no money for accommodation, no money for travel. And you have to get as far away as possible in 36 hours. Any money that's donated to you goes to the charity. So Brains Trust. Um, the only way you can get anything else is it has to be given so it's not like you, they can't give you money and you use the money that's a donation um and then that was a challenge and so i, I was like right let's put this online because if i put it on youtube maybe someone will see it and give money to brains trust or whatever um and i was like up for the challenge yeah let's put that on there yeah. um and then weirdly i was um i, I mean originally i found twitch because of um um a channel called uh, Comic Storian because I, I like comics and they did stuff earlier on Twitch. So I went onto Twitch, but then I went over there. Um, uh, I mean, it's going to get real quick here. I went over there because I was about to end my life. Um, so I went onto Twitch basically as a way of hearing voices that weren't my own, having something in the background. And um, when I logged on to Twitch, gave myself an account, it took whatever my account was from YouTube. It, it just linked it. And so it became up for the challenge. Um, and then bit by bit, you know, talking to people, I I started my own account and I was like, well, I can't be asked to think of another name. So up for the challenge. And then it just kind of 
it 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 just stuck and it started to fit you know it just started to fit that up for the challenge that was right and people got to know me as up or challenge or and it just kind of came more and more from there but yeah the uh, the beginnings of it aren't exactly the most um pleasant or or light bringing so sure 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 um let's go let's just let's just go there um when did your when did your wife get diagnosed with brain cancer so she actually um had like two diagnoses so she had brain cancer before we met um so we we met through tinder um but she'd she'd got over brain cancer previously um and then we met in the um september october time so september on tinder actually meeting up and all that um then we moved in together in the november of 2000 uh 2015 um and the uh they they discovered a shadow is the way they put it at first um and at first they were just like this could be nothing like this could just be scar tissue because like you beat it before so it could you be scar tissue of what's left over um <laughs> and then in the like january february time uh they said no it's it's come back so um in the february we got engaged um so five months basically five months after we met we got engaged and then we married in the may of 2016 um and uh yeah so it was it was early 2016 that it was kind of re-diagnosed mm-hmm. um and then it wasn't made terminal until 2019 when they finally they finally said it, it was terminal um but i mean my wife was a, a a nurse as well so she she'd worked in like um a and e which is the british equivalent of er um exactly. uh, as well as like triage nursing and all, all sorts of different things so she knew more than i did about it all that kind of stuff um and she'd convinced me literally until pretty much the, the time that she could no longer speak or leave the, the bed she had convinced me that the word terminal didn't mean terminal and i'm not a stupid person but she managed to convince me she was like no it's not you know it's just a term they use because they have to and they're still ch-, you know and um yeah it was uh it was she'd convinced me she'd convinced me that it, it was it was just a word and, and and didn't really mean what it what it meant so you think maybe that was her way of softening that blow <laughs> absolutely i mean yeah. it's whenever i talk about it like i can i can half feel myself wanting to cry now i can it's it's there but it, it's it's always but when i talk about it it's always a i'm either going to be okay or i just blubber and i can never know which one it is i never know whether i'm able to hold on to it or not um and when she first told me that it, it was terminal, I, we, she, bless my wife, she just didn't get certain things. We went to a restaurant at lunchtime. I was off um, lunchtime from my, from work. And uh, she started to tell me in a restaurant. And of course, I just went off to the toilets and just fucking bawled. Um, does that make sense in America? Bald? Yeah, bald. Yeah. You were cry- Yes, yeah, bawled yeah, yeah. your eyes out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so I just kept, like, every night, I'd, going there and then just keep going back and yeah it was uh, and so i just took the then i just went back to work and said yeah no I, i'm i'm fuck this i'm going home so she uh, t- wait a second so she told you like it was uh did she present it just like meh 
this is what's going on? Um, was it, uh, how did she present that to you? Because I can't imagine being in a restaurant at dinner or lunch and having that type of bomb dropped on me. I think, I think part of it was self-denial from her. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and because there was always, you know, she'd beaten it before. This wasn't her first run. So it was, it, it's not going to beat her. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's it. Um, I got told long time after by uh, my mother-in-law that actually um, when the doctor told her it was terminal, the doctor was crying because he knew. He knew it was, it was, um, it, it really was. And she just, I, I, from what I can tell, she, she just became not cold to it, but just, I suppose, had to separate herself because I, if you don't, then, you know, I, I don't know if I could have, she was working up until, so she lost the ability to walk and to speak. Mm -hmm. That was on a Monday on the Saturday previous, she was working. She was working up until the very last minute. And I don't know if I could possibly have done that. And I think the only reason she was able to do that is because she simply had to shut it out. She, it was just self-denial, but she, she just said like, it was just presented almost like that, almost the kind of diagnostic of herself of like, they've told me it's terminal. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I think it was after that, that I said to her, like, what do I do? Like, I'm, I'm, I, I think it's very kind of, it's, it's a traditional thing of like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a big broad six foot two um, martial artist. I should be able to hit things to solve the problem. You know, that's, you protect whoever you're with by that and i couldn't and that's where it kind of came of like what the fuck do i do like what can i do yeah but yeah it, it was just presented in a way for her of just i think she needed to separate herself because it was <laughs> the only way she could she could think to do anything yeah she it seems like she like numbed herself from mm. it and was then able to continue to show up as herself every single day. Uh, I can't imagine what that could have been like. Um, being able to get that news, handle it with such grace, which, which, which is what it's sounding like. Handle it with such grace and literally living until the very end. Doing the best that she can to show up for you, to show up for her you know still going to work like i as, as a nurse as a nurse as a nurse people, yes you know that that was the thing because she was she was doing triage um so basically she was having phone calls of people that could themselves have been suffering cancer and having to decide you know whether we're going to get the doctors for that so it, it was really i don't know how the fuck she did it mm -hmm. it's just yeah goodness gracious Okay, so you navigated that um, by starting this this challenge, starting the Twitch, starting the Twitch. Well, um, no. Be before that, <coughs> you, you didn't want to be here anymore. So my initial thing was, I mean, I think I'd just throw myself into denial because I think it was three four weeks after she died 
I did the first challenge I could do to to help Brains Trust. And it's the the one thing I have to say about Brains Trust is um, many charities, I don't know if it's the same in the in the US, but usually when you ring up a charity and say about wanting to raise money for them, or whatever, they will snap your hand off, we want your money. I rang up Brains Trust and said, you know, I want to do this challenge to raise money in memory. And, and when they realized it was like four weeks ago, they were just like, no, 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 no. Forget the money. Are you okay? Do you need to speak to someone? We have counselors. We, you know, they they just shut me down. I mean, they they ended up when I just went, no, 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 I'm I'm doing it. But they they shut me down immediately of like, we don't care about your money. Like, what's going How on? How are with- you? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's one of the reasons I've kind of stayed, as well as you know, a promise I made to my wife, but it's it's one of the reasons I've stayed raising money for Brains Trust. And I, I say that you know i have my own charity i don't raise money for my charity i raise money for brains trust and my trustees are well aware of that um so it's i've done that because they didn't care about the money they were they were making sure i was okay and it was the only way i could deal with it without completely just losing complete control i i needed to do something i even made you know i made a video of it you know people people that watch it on on youtube or see that video will have no idea they'll have no idea what was going on um because put a smile on it yeah we've done this because i had to because i can't doing anything else would have been i I would have just lost it earlier Mm -hmm. but I, i had to do that and then i did um 20 what was it 26 hours 26 minutes rowing um, with an indoor rowing machine because we were in lockdown at that point. So I bought a rowing machine was the first thing I did. So 26 hours, 26 minutes of that. Then I did um, 30 miles running, 30 miles rowing, 30 miles cycling in 17 hours, something. Um, so it was meant to be in 24 hours, but I did that in, yeah. So like 90 miles combined in like 17 hours. Um, and I just kept doing challenges because that was what I needed to do. And it was... Like, of course, when I put it on video for Facebook or YouTube, whatever, every now and again, when I was more exhausted, you could see, you could, mm-hmm. like when I was doing, when, when it started up again, when I was doing half marathons, which I think I did, I did the half marathon was, I did, did two half marathons. And when I finished one of them, I just started crying again. You could see, but I was always trying to put a brave face in it. And then. By August 2019, I um 2020, sorry, I just went, no, I'm well, it's July actually, June, July, and then I was planning in August and I just went, I'm I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm not and because we we're in lockdown, I had the dog at home, but that was it. No one was gonna find me. No one was I was done. I was um I didn't care. No one knew I had a plan, no one knew anything like that. And it was only um because I was on Twitch and I was listening to these voices in the background and, you know, I was interacting with people that there were, I always say there were, there were a, a few different channels, there are five channels that like one of them still exists now, but there were five channels where that made me smile when I physically couldn't. And <laughs> they aren't the only reason I'm still here, but, you know, it was a mix of everything, you know, the, the promise made to my wife, the, the dog, just everything. But if one of those channels hadn't been streaming, if my dog had been staying with my um, in-laws, if whatever, I wouldn't be here because 
I was done. I just did not want to be here. Um, it was the case that what purpose was left? I, <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of people that talk about you know not caring or anything like that, but I don't you you can never really hit that until until something like that where you're just going to go no i'm what 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 else are you going to take there's there's nothing else like yeah. i don't care and so twitch with those channels my dog my my, my family trying to interact with things like that were the reason that i that that day passed i didn't it didn't register that i hadn't done something it just it passed mm-hmm. and Goodness gracious. Mm. I can't imagine uh, what that must have felt like um, to experience such such a such a loss. Um, and, abs- and and I can understand the absolute just nothingness, the total void um, that I'm sure you lived in for a while mm. I, I i i partly still do uh, you know i've 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 said and i will always say that the biggest killer in my family is um heart disease and heart well heart attack and i've always said there's only ever going to be two things that kill me and it's going to be a heart attack or myself and that's still true because <laughs> the thing that i think is hard to understand for a lot of people is i'm still angry to wake up in the morning that hasn't changed. I still do not like the fact that I wake up. And I think that's very difficult for people to understand because they're like, but you're, you're not depressed at the moment. I'm like, that's not, that doesn't matter. That's not the same thing. I'm not, it's not a, firstly, I, I, I'm constantly depressed, really. I mean, suicidal depressive, but it's, I wake up and I'm in a bed that's empty and that, there's just anger there there's my my default setting is is anger and and upset anyway and that's that's always there so i i never like the idea of waking up in the morning it's never something i relish at all um there's probably lots of people that just don't get that but i don't think you can get that unless you're in somebody else's mind um and i yeah i'm i'm never i'm never happy about the fact that i'm waking up do you ever think that you'll get to a spot or a point in your life that you are? No. No. She's gone. That can't change. That's it's, it's as simple as that. It's, I, so, I, I mean, I, I, I do not believe in, a, in any divinity whatsoever. Um, I don't believe in any divine purpose or any God or anything. I threatened a God that I don't believe in when she died. Um, if there's, if that there is no time in which I can ever imagine where I would be okay with being here if she's not, mm. um, because if there is some divinity, then there is no reason for me to be here and her not. And I don't all that something for purpose bullshit. I every and I say this to many people, the people people that follow me in mental health stuff every nice part of me that other people might see every kindness every side of me is one of two things one of them they're a reflection of yourself that you're looking back at and the other part is it's her 
I'm not a nice person. I've never pretended to be in any way, shape or form. I changed a lot through my um, my teens in my 20s and then into 30 and 30s when I was with my wife. And she's the reason I became anything else. Mm-hmm. Any kindness that is shown through me is a, a direct result of her interaction. It's nothing else. And so it's why take the person who was all that kindness and, the, and not the person who was only made that way because of them? It's no. Does it make sense? Are you an entrepreneur or a small business looking to take your brand to the next level? Then Visual Media is the service for you. Visual Media is a video production company who specializes in creating high quality visual content for social media, websites, and online courses. Head over to Visual Media on Instagram and drop resilience in their DM to get started. That's V-Z-U-A-L-M-E-D-I-A underscore to get started. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Up. You've you've now I was on your podcast mm-hmm. and um you are wow. Had no idea. Um, like you mentioned it, um at, when we were talking, I'm like, yeah, I definitely want to learn more. And the weight of this conversation, um, is heavy for me, and I can only imagine how many times you've had to talk about this. Um, it's, it's probably hard. exhausting and frustrating. Um, and I just want to let you know that whether or not anyone understands you, who gives a shit? It's, it's more... It's not frustration at the situation. It's frustration at because I, I mean, I don't even know if it comes if it comes across, but I can feel myself. I, I, and it's that's some toxic masculinity in there of not wanting to cry, and I can feel myself stopping every time I because there are there's always things there. And the weirdest thing about the way my emotions come out and talking about this is it. I mean, bereavement and stuff like that. Anyway, it doesn't make any fucking sense in people's heads. You know, it just doesn't. Um, but I will be okay, okay, during this during this conversation. And then I will go and watch a Doctor Who clip later and I will fucking burst into tears. Mm-hmm. Because it 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 just comes out of nowhere. It'll be a, a fucking TikTok with some weird thing on there and I'll burst into tears. And that's that's pretty much daily. I mean, I I've already cried once or twice a day because of things. Um last night I had tears running down my eyes because of doctor who it was a line in doctor who about um it's something that oh um you know i'll if if you basically if you die then um i'll 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 um be in pain it's like more than the entire entire universe like yes um and so things like that just come out of nowhere so it's 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 always interesting trying to discuss it because i never know at what how i'm gonna respond in certain ways mm-hmm. it's, yeah it's always new it's like uh like roulette here we don't know we don't know just just yeah. um well goodness gracious so you started your twitch and how long have you been streaming 
So until, like I say, until the issues that I'm now currently having with Twitch because I've been logged out and can't get back in. So Twitch, you're watching this. Sort it the fuck out. <laughs> um, I had, um, I started in um, October, I think it would have been October 2020. Um, and that basically came from, I was active in the communities I'd said about and I then, one of them just went, well, why don't you stream? Like, turn the camera on. Why don't you? You know, you seem like an okay person. Why don't you turn it on? I was like, oh, what the fuck am I going to talk about? <laughs> and then um, I was, one day I just went, fine. I just turned on the camera. And this was, for about a year, I was streaming on a Dell Inspiron 1700 series. No additional camera, no additional audio. It was just that laptop. So anyone out there doesn't think they can do this. I got like a thousand people watching me. Um, we're not watching me, but following me on a Dell Inspiron 1700 series, you can. Um, and I, for two hours, ranted about the film Rain Man and how bad it was at basically everything it was supposedly trying to do and how weak it was on every single point it does. Um, and there were a couple of people from the channels that um, I'd interacted with that were in the chat and they just said, that was amazing. I was like, what the fuck are you on about? I just ranted for two hours. And they're like, yeah, but you went for two hours. It's like, so and like but you talked for two hours I'm like wait so the reason that i'm good at this is because i don't shut the fuck up and they're like basically yes <laughs> um and so i was like right okay and then bit by bit i started to try different things i'll do like a a topic stream on a monday because it's mental health monday and I, you know just a random chat at other times and yeah i'd it changed and, and developed into different things until like the current if I return to streaming with Twitch allows it um, is, you know, one is a chat, just, just have a chat, come in and just have a chat. What the hell's going on? And the other one is, is um, a mental check-in. So basically if you need to scream, you need to vent, um, you come into a, um, a mental check-in and the VOD that the automatic saving, the second the stream ends, I go in and delete it. So none of your friends, family, employers, whatever, are going to see what you've said afterwards. Mm -hmm. So you get the opportunity to actually get, let it out. But yeah, it's been going about two years now. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing that you you found this. Um this outlet, this resource. I'll say that this resource um to help you uh not only show up every single day. Um, but also the impact that you're able to make with all of your followers. Um, yeah. I know that has to, whether you want to admit it or not, that has to make you feel some some goodness. I, I can only repeat what I said earlier. There's yeah. No, you know, and uh, Twitch wasn't even the first thing. Um, I mean, I like I say, I was up for the challenge on, on YouTube for that thing, but actually... The first things I, I did add up for the challenge in terms of mental health was mm -hmm. actually my podcast. My podcast was going because I was I was studying and, and working at a university and I actually started it because lockdown started. Um, it was almost like a way to keep in contact with the society that I was a member of. Um, and it was at that point I got people like Call Me Chris, who's been on a couple of times, who's obviously like 8 million people on YouTube and like 40 million on TikTok. And she came on when it was to a student thing. So that's kind of how it started. So I knew... <laughs> although i wasn't thinking about streaming because it was more to everyone i had got experience on a camera like talking <clears throat> i had, did have that um and yeah like i say i mean i've i always say to people 
if they talk about how I've helped and anything like that is bodybuilders don't thank the very first person that showed them where the weights were when they walked into a gym. And that's all I am. It's so for me, there's nothing to feel good about because I wasn't the one that did it. I just pointed. That's it. Um, people found their own, people have their own tools. People have their own weights. I just showed you where they were. I didn't do anything else. I think to say otherwise is actually puts your mental health at some risk because it means you're constantly trying to find a reason why it wasn't you because that's what people will do if they find their it's why you get so many life coaches that are you know revered and godlike people because they live on that they get money out of people living in the idea that they are the reason they've made it or whatever but actually no you did it's just that they went yeah try that go go, go over in the corner there and you did and then you found something out of it. And I think your mental health gets punished every time you try and give that back to somebody else. So it's why I'll always say it. And any kindness and, and goodness and ability to work any other way may be part of who I am now, but it is not from me. It's from my wife. So you were a always a complete douchebag. Oh, in my 20s. Absolutely. absolutely. But... And I, I, you know, I was when, how old would I have been? I'd have been 30 when I, when I met my wife. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was, I, and I've said this openly, I, anybody from any of my exes from my twenties, even, you know, um, when I first turned 30, I think I was with someone else, um, would be like, wait, he's doing mental health. That guy's helping. Fuck off. Like they wouldn't believe you. you know, I'm not known for that. I'm known for being an arsehole, especially in my twenties. Um, even when I was at university, when I was dealing with other people, when I was a student, when I was having to deal with student union and the university, they knew me as being the problem. And yeah, that was a mix of asshole and trying to do good things because some of it became about mental health. But at the same time, it was, it was, I think, um, a cobbled together mess of what good my wife had turned me into mixed with a privileged, toxic upbringing in you know, I am the poster boy for toxic masculinity and um, privilege. And I lived up to that in my 20s. And so it just then progressed into my wife coming along going, no, no, look, do some fucking good. And then that turned into turning the douchebaggery into some good. But that doesn't change who I am. It just means that I use my my, my way of being an arsehole for what some would say being good now i have the line of in my mind everyone's an asshole it's just whether i'm your kind of asshole or not and that's it so do you think you can be this and do you have to choose because i don't think you have to choose i think you no, I, can acknowledge I, the help that you've provided for other people and also know that they as well did some of the work as well like just like the 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 twitch the twitches that you watched you're that for someone else, whether you want to believe it or not. You can be you can be this and that. I don't think you have to be this or that. But I did. I've done nothing. It's I. I all I've done is showing them where the weights are. It's the same analogy. You've done I, the work on you. That's what you've done. Any work on me again was done by someone else. Was done by my wife. But and you're. But I, you're still here. You're. You're. Not for my own one. Pouring into all of this now, you can give her all the credit, but 
but I'm only here because of other people. I'm not here for my own want. As I've pointed out, I didn't want to be. So again, I have never heard any world champion bodybuilder or strongman say, yeah, that guy called Bob in the gym, the first day I went in there that showed me where the weights were, that's the reason I'm here. They don't because he isn't. You did it. And it's the same for anybody else. If, but if you I can't also him, give credit where credit is due. It's not due on me. It's due on them. They're the one that need the credit. There's no reason. Well, why? Give... Why do they? Why? Why is it only them? Why don't you think you deserve any credit for showing up on your Twitch for the people who need to see you? Why don't you think you deserve any credit for that? It's a community. All I am is a is a is a a, cr a community you've created. A community that was already there, and I gave a name. A community you created. No. Yeah, you absolutely created a community. Most you. Of it. Most of it chose to sit in front of a camera and and was, bear and bear your 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 moment about Rain Man. I was advised to do it by other people and told to continue by other people. At no point did I magically go, let's create this. But That's you didn't stop, did you? The only reason you stopped just now is because Twitch just did some bullshit. That's the you, only reason. You never stopped. You could have. But that's not me creating something. There's no, there, there's still no reason to give me credit for something that was that is outside of the need for credit. But I don't. We're not going to agree on this because no. I'm going to give you your credit because I'm going to give false you credit. Decide, you're deciding to show up, and the fact that you're fighting, the fact that you are showing up, whether you're showing up for other people, you're showing up for yourself, that's and that says more about you. Then maybe maybe you'll ever understand. I think that's like the same way as saying I decide to wake up in the morning. I don't. No, you decide to get out of bed every morning. I didn't say you can wake up. You don't. You don't. I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily you're going to naturally that. wake up, and but... you can decide to stay in bed every single day of your life, or you can decide to get up and do something. I mean, and it seems to me that every day when I would wake up. up you get up to do something. But, well, no, because I, I, I'll get up and just continue. It's it's routine. I, I, I've i had You're this- doing something. Because the community try and do this as well. The community will, will say, you know, I will always say only credit that is afforded me is no more than the credit afforded to any individual member of the community that is there. Hey, hey, hey. If you're enjoying this content, do not forget to rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to rate and review. It helps us reach more people in more ways. Now, let's get back to some resilience. So if you give it in terms of one, 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 two thousandth of whatever or whatever, then fine. But that's about as much as you're getting, because beyond that, all I am is a voice uh, is a mouthpiece for the community itself. They're the ones that talk to each other. They're the ones that interact. I simply have the you ability to bring them to together. Out. You're the connector. They come together. They come together. They're they, another but well. you you stream. So you create the you create the platform, right? You stream and they come there to talk. Who chooses to be there? Because it isn't me. Okay, they choose. They choose, they just do, like you chose to, to get up out of bed in the morning. But they're the ones that are choosing to do it, so they're the yeah, ones that... you're there. absolutely right. And I'm saying Again, they so, get the credit, right? and so you get the up. credit. So I am, in the same way, I am 
at Twitch, at the gym, they have chose to enter Twitch the same way as someone at the gym has chose to enter the gym. And I say, this is where the tools are. These are where the weights are. Absolutely. I will never disagree with that. So I don't see any need for me to be given the credit because they chose to do something. Them coming into the chat is them choosing to, whether they know they're wanting to or not, whether they think it's for some other reason, they're choosing to make a step. All I'm doing is showing where the weights are. Beyond that, I don't, I think the need for credit is something that other people wish to push on because it makes them feel better about the way that they do things. For me, I know. I don't. So you just, you, you strictly do this for what? Because it's something to do. and it's Exactly. That's exactly what I said. It's something it's the same to way do. that I need to eat or I need to breathe. And you don't have to do any of that, right? We we acknowledge that you don't have to. You can choose to stop doing that whenever you want, but you're you but you but you but you're not. So well, there's I, credit there. Also, I mean, Whether I you want to, of, there's of, credit there because you also, didn't want to. Six months off and 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 travel the world away from Twitch. There's a constant needs that everybody wants to put on there, and I can only assume it's because it's a, a reflection more on on them and their needs for some greatness in themselves or reflection of need but i don't have it sometimes greatness sees the reflection that other the greatness that you're talking about is the reflection within themselves absolutely and to say that's a bad thing is harmful because how dare how dare we how dare we both see each other and i see your greatness in me and 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 it's a reflection of what i see right it's like but a reflection by its own definition is you not me by the simple definition, but, it, but it's coming out of you, right? It's it's through it's through. That wouldn't be. You're a the vessel. You're that the vessel. Wouldn't be a reflection. You're the but you're the vessel. The greatness that I see, right? It absolutely can be a reflection. It's familiar. It's so a there's something there. It's a one that everyone wants to put on me, but it's never going to happen. Um, and it's, it's an interesting one because it's it always makes it funny when I have trolls that come in that wants to try and um, attack me. And I'm there just going, dickhead, you, you pick the wrong one because like anything you're going to say against me, I already don't like, I don't care. Um, but yeah, no, you're, no one is ever going to persuade me of anything amazing or anything that, that's put forward. I never said you were amazing, sir. I said that you or any greatness, deserve, any greatness, you, any deserve you, you that. Des you deserve that. to to know that you showing up and you choosing to show up every day is is valuable. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and the fact that you're saying it's not is mind blowing because you're literally here after telling me such a heartbreaking story, but you're still here. You're showing up and you're sharing it, but you don't think you deserve a little bit of credit. Not for them. A credit credit to myself. For yourself. But not for that. That's on them. They anything No, no. Past let's no, let's no, move no, past no. Twitch, right? Okay, so and let's and let's go to you you choosing, right? To wake up. Well, again, every morning. Or no, no, not wake up. You choosing to get out of bed. And what was the immediate thing I said? I'm angry about being there. It's, yeah, I, I, it's, absolutely, it's more, but more of a chore. You're choosing to get out of bed. It's a chore, okay? Yeah. It's okay, a, it's a chore you don't have to do, which is uh, we talked about suicide. I know on your when I was on and yours, and there's been and there's yeah. been nine, and yeah, there, there has been nine attempts that I have made. 
So I, that constant. I do. I do not. I will up. never minimize that. But no, my my point is is that the idea that people put on me for that is I've constantly not wanted to. The the idea of getting up may in itself be a way of trying not to. So I, it's I. The fact that I'm here is on other people. And like I say, if one of the Twitch channels hadn't been there, if the dog hadn't been there, I wouldn't be here. It is not a reflection of any good that I can see. Any good that is there, any good that I might put out is a, is from my wife and not from me. And that means you've never, ever, ever in your life valued you, ever, from a little boy to the time you met your wife, you've never thought you were valuable. That's Bye. what that. That's what you're saying. Oh, no, because you're saying you're, you're you you any no, that, any shred of kindness within you is not you as someone oh, else. So that's what you're taking from. It's not what I'm saying. That's what you. Okay, so tell me what you just said. Firstly, you're ascribing kindness and value, which I don't. So I. This is a weird one because I'm also on the spectrum as well. So I don't think I, I think far more in the logical terms here. okay so, so let me tell you what i what what i got from you saying that you you're not a kind person right and any kindness is either a reflection of someone else or 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 your wife there's you're not involved in that whatsoever which leads me to then say okay so going back to a child go to the root of what I'm hearing is that you've never felt value. If you don't think that you've had you're any. So you're ascribing kindness and value. And that, that just doesn't equate to me. I don't ascribe the two. Oh, value... oh that, that's fine. So you, so, so you don't think you were ever kind as a child. So I'll take value out. I'll take value out. That may be too I, big. I I'll child. say kind. You've never. When I was a child, um, probably not. Like I said, until my, until I pretty much hit 30, I would say I was a complete dick. And, I've said, and I've, I've said that. Have I become a better person because of the interactions? A better person, again, is ascribed into what society may assume it to be within the West. But a better person since um, being with my wife? Yes. But that's that's still different that's you know that's like saying well you've got a cake it tastes like shit but we'll put some fondant fans we'll put some fondant on it well at least it's sugary now like that's it's still the same thing I, like there's there can be kind acts i don't feel the need for kindness and kind acts to be the same i can absolutely do things that are kind and i can do things that are needed and to help people mm -hmm. or to make sure someone's okay and actions that i have that may hurt people can be completely accidental but that doesn't mean that i am the one that's ascribing that kindness from being me that's come from somewhere else which is my wife when i was a child i, I don't think i was that nice a person i was i was homeless at 15 and at, and at 27 i don't bring any niceties out of any of that and i did martial arts at the age of four so i'm just hitting and throwing people around okay so Paul, you, you know, said you were homeless from 15 to 15. 27 no, no. 15 and 27. 15 and 27. Pause, because 15, yeah. that's young. Why were you homeless at 15? Also, stepfather, um, so, I, so I was moved to, so I'm from the southeast of mm -hmm. England. I was moved to the Midlands um, when I was 14, 15. 
um, by my mother and her um, former husband. Um, I won't say his name because I'm on your podcast. I would, <laughs> I would usually name him. Um, but, you know, um, he then basically pissed off a lot of people and moved back. And I said, well, look, I'm doing my GCSE. So in, in England, school, especially when I was at school, school ends at 16. It's not 18, it's 16. And um, I was 15. I just went, well, I've got to move out. So um, I ended up uh, like, <laughs> I ended up staying with friends and family. And then I ended up putting a, um, an advert in the paper. Then I slept rough for a bit and it was just a mess. But it was basically because um, this dickhead had uh, moved me up to the Midlands and then decided to move back down. And I stayed up there to do my GCSEs. Um, and to leave school and things like that. I mean, I was on antidepressants when I was 15, 16 anyway. Because um, the first time I did my GCSEs, because I actually had to put myself back in my GCSEs. It's a really weird thing. So I I, I did my GCSEs on antidepressants. And I did not know. Bearing in mind, I have previously been a teacher in secondary school, so high school, and taught maths. I did not know what the number two was. I, I was off my face. And the first time I did my GCSEs, I passed two subjects well no three ah depends how you break it down so, I passed, <laughs> so basically i passed the sciences which is obviously there's three there and art now i understand passing art when you're high because just draw around things i do not know how i passed higher level science because i was in the higher sets and i passed high level science off my face and antidepressants i'm not entirely sure how the fuck that happened <laughs> i put myself back into my gcse's and took them all again and just went right okay but yeah, I was I was on antidepressants and, and sleeping rough and sleeping with friends and things like that and put an advert in the paper, ended up sleeping with two elderly sisters, like something out of fucking Roald Dahl. Um, and, and yeah, working on a chip shop where I used to get my like my meals at night from the chip shop. Um, what is a chip shop? Um, so I'm trying to think if there's an equivalent in America. Um, I don't know. So, but, but, so chips. Like and I'm gonna make, I'm gonna, right, so I'm going to put a, an French end. fries. Uh, no, 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 no. So I'm going to put an end to this right now. Because <laughs> guess what? In England, we call McDonald's French fries fries because they're fries. What we call chips, you would have steak cut fries, thick fries, but fries, stick fries, we call fries. We don't call them chips. If you ever hear anybody cool what you get from mcdonald's chips they are not english they're gotcha. absolutely not english the only place and i've only found this weirdly through twitch because i had this on twitch <laughs> talk about this it's the bloody irish the irish are the ones i found out because i got a bag of fries from the shop and there's a bag of fries and it says fries you know you get fries you have chips then you have curly fries you know they're fries not chips but in in ireland they actually sent me a picture and it, and in ireland they call them skinny, skinny chips. I'm like, so it's the fucking Irish. So basically that whole thing that America thinks we call them chips is because you can't hear the difference between an Irish and an English accent. Gotcha. Any, so fish and um, chips is fish and fries here. So yeah, but thicker, thicker. Gotcha. Not, not, not like- Not the got, shoestring chip, um, fries. Shoe, yeah, not any of that, but thick, like proper, we'd call them steak cut or home. Thick cut, mm -hmm. yeah. So those and, and like um, fish, so that's a chip shop. They gotcha. sell other things like you can sell curry and things. 
Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a chip shop. That was a long answer because I got I got irritated by the fries thing. It's, I've heard I'm it sorry, before. I didn't know. <laughs> I've heard it so many times. It's because it, it's like everyone still thinks that fish and chips is the British um, meal. It isn't. The it official, is absolutely like, the Irish people. Just absolutely one hundred percent because they've sent me actual evidence in a, in a picture that in Ireland they call them chips and we don't. We call them fries. Gotcha. Um, it's a yeah. It's a weird one, <laughs> but. Anyway, um, but yeah, so yeah, I was working in a chip shop. That's pretty much how I was, I was eating for that as well. Um, but that came from that. So yeah, when I was 15, I was that. Um, then um, ended up going and living with my father from my A-levels, um, which is like 16 to 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went to uni and kind of carried on from there. And then when I was 27, I was, I think I'd broken up with an ex or something. And I was just, I just. Just out, for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had suicide, I've had suicidal depression since I was fifteen. Um, my first attempt was at fifteen, um, and every now and again it just flares up and down. Gotcha. So, um, I think that I think at that point is the that's when I nearly got sectioned was when I was twenty seven. I think um, just just an FYI for any police officers out there, don't tell the because per- I, I escaped hospital. I, they were trying to keep me, um, and I just ran out. And then they came and got me. And then on the journey back, they told me that if it weren't for the fact that they they were full, that I'd have probably been sectioned. I was like, well, that's not something to tell someone that is potentially like to be sectioned. Don't tell me that, yeah, I was probably going to be sectioned, but that you just full. Like, that's not helpful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was when I was 27. And so I was just going through it then as well, why it happened. And then. Hey, hey, hey. Did you know I wrote a book? It's called The Value Method, Five Steps to Unlocking Your Greatest Potential. And in it, I share just that. Five wildly easy, actionable steps that will set you up to have a greater human experience daily. I've included interactive worksheets and small assignments at the end of each chapter. You're literally creating a living blueprint of your best life. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to purchase your copy and a copy for a friend. Yeah, yeah. So, how was life? And this, are you are you pressed for time? Because I, okay, good. Um, how was life? Um, before fifteen, before your stepdad came into play, like what was your life like before all of the Um, craziness? There was very little life before craziness because I I have um I've been diagnosed with obsessive compulsive there obsessive compulsive disorder since the age of nine as well. Gotcha. So I, I was still I mean my OCD was far worse back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm gonna fucking do it now. So I, whenever I talk about it, I it, it brings it out. It's me. a but, tick. Okay. Uh, but it was far worse back when I was um when I was like nine to fifteen. So there was always some kind of craziness. Um, but I mean. Yeah, I, I was just, I was a nerdy ass kid. I was big, but I was nerdy and I was fat. I was a fat kid. Um, so yeah, I was, I was the one that I was, I was the, the big kids that could do the nerdy stuff. So I didn't get really get picked on by any, um, any that was book. my next question is like, well, did you get bullied at all? No, really? Because I was, I was, I've still been big and I've still like, I've been doing martial arts since I was four. Mm-hmm. I was still, I remember when I moved to the Midlands when I was 15. So just as the kind of when that started, I actually like the school bully punched me full on in the back. And 
to the age of four, my first martial art is judo. So I'd spent most of my formative years being thrown into the earth. Mm-hmm. So I just, just turned around. And from that moment onwards, nobody, there was no bullying because everyone, no one understood as to why it didn't hurt me. And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna fucking tell you. Like if you hit me in the head, I'd have gone down. But I've been thrown into the earth enough. That was not a problem for me. So that that was the only time I really kind of had it. Most of the time, bullies beca- almost became friends because I was the big guy that it was like, yeah, you're nerdy, but you're like you're you're big. So I'm you know like bullies. I'm not going to try you, yeah. but I'm going to keep you close enough that exactly. Gotcha. Bullies aren't really hard guys. You know, they're they're not dangerous people. Bullies generally, um, they're just dickheads that think they can be dangerous, and so they keep bigger people around them. I guess so. That was where I got, but I always had friends with um, the nerdy kids. Like I remember when I was at, um, when I was like probably 12, 13, I remember really weirdly, I had my, um, my, my, I don't know how to put this, my tutor. So um, do you even have this in high school? We're going to, we're guys, we're going to figure out what that is. (laughs) so, So before you go to any classes, you have your tutor group so like your it's a group of students that that that's your tutor group and you may never see any of your tutor group throughout the entire day maybe what am i thinking i don't think we have anything like that no so you'd only you'd only you'd have a tutoring session like once a week but then um in the afternoon but then most of the mornings you'd be in tutor group before you went off into classes um but i remember being asked once by my tutor you know, um, a friend of mine back then called David, and he was like, can you walk David home because he's getting bullied? Um, and you being there, you know, you guys are friends. They're not going to mess with him when you're there. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll walk with him home. Mm-hmm. Found out the fucking bullies knew me. I knew I knew exactly oh. who they were. They lived in the same village I did. And I was like, fuck's sake, Andrew, Andrew, Simon, fuck off. Like, mm-hmm. just, you know, it, I can say the names because I haven't seen them in about 20 years. But um. <laughs> But it was just like, guys, really? You're the fucking people. You're the reason I'm here. Like, you know who I am. Stop picking on David. Fuck off. And that was it. So, yeah, I was always the kind of the the in-between. Like, I was, I started playing chess, which is why I collect chess sets now. Um, So that I could play basketball. There was a weird thing in my school. Basically, the only people that could be let into the the lunchrooms, the cafeteria early, were the people that played with the chess club because um the chess that was the only place we we had so to be let in early because not everyone got in at the same time to our cafeteria because it was quite a posh school it was you know you got let in 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 six six at Mm -hmm. a time um and you had to queue up and all that kind of shit so the only people let in early and with bags on because you weren't allowed your bags in the lunchroom with a chess team so i just joined the chess club perks absolutely yeah so i went into the chess club with my bag on so i could i could get my lunch play chess and then go and play basketball, which is what I actually wanted to do. And then just, yeah, I ended up playing. So I, I ended up being friends with all the chess team, as well as, you know, I'd go from having discussions on what is the meaning of life at like 12.30. And then at one o'clock, I was barging people out of the way to play basketball. It was fucking weird. Yeah. What, what's your favorite chess piece? Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a shot in the dark and say no one has ever asked you that, or if they have, it's been a very long time. I possibly have, but I, I just kind of think it. Yeah, it would have been a long time ago because I don't play chess. I, I mean, I was in a large tournament when I was younger, but I haven't played at that level for a long time. Um, probably the knight because <clears throat> it, it's 
it's the one that doesn't ever look like it can do anything. Gotcha. And then surprise, surprise. Yeah, because it moves in a really weird fucking way. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone doesn't know, so most of the pieces have a very set way. You know, your rook is, you know, straightforward or Mm -hmm. sideways. Your bishop is, you know, diagonal. Your queen can do everything and as many pieces they want. The king can do, you know, but the the knight moves in an L shape. (laughs) So... (laughs) It just does it. It's just weird. It's a weird one. And I don't understand why, because this is meant to come from the teachings of um, of uh, Art of War, which means that it's meant to be based on an actual knight. And I don't understand why it moves in an L shape. But anyway. Why well, he was just, just constantly just in an L. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, in two moves, you can make a rectangle. I don't understand why, but yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, so we went on a journey just now. We... I, 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 yeah, this is where you know from my podcast, I do go down the houses. No, it's, it, no, I'm here for the journey. I'm here for the journey. Um, I, you know, getting to know you a little bit better in this podcast, um, I wanted to get a better understanding of what, what your childhood was like. Um, and I think, I think you've successfully explained, um, like the, the, the missed opportunities um, from your people who are supposed to look after you. Um, and that, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. that sucks because I, I moved a lot as a kid as well. I did. I am one of those very fucking like a goddamn textbook. I, I moved a lot. I've moved. I mean, I'm 37 now, despite my baby face. Um, I have probably moved about 50 times in my life. Um, I lived at one point in a part of the UK that isn't on the mainland either. I lived in a place called the Isle of Wight, um, which is a little island, basically, at the bottom of uh, the UK, off the mm-hmm. off the mainland. Um, so I, I was disconnected completely there when I was very young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I you know I I was just as a as a kid, I was the nerdy kid that did I didn't like playing. I didn't like. And that's what I was at school. When I was at school, I could play. Otherwise, I didn't go out. I was that kid that, you know, I'd, I'd figured out what I want to watch on TV. Mm-hmm. At one point, I actually had um, a piece of paper I used to write down, not what was on TV, but the the channel number. So, and I'd have my, like, at, at 6.30, let's say 6.30, you're going to turn on to channel one. And then um, when that finishes, oh, what's next? Channel three, right. And that was my night done like that. That's, I, I just, is- yeah. Is that, um, hold on. Did you say, so you say you do have OCD? Uh, OCD, yeah. Diagnosed when I was nine, yeah. And your your way of, because <laughs> I'm trying to think, that's an interesting way of creating your schedule. Like most kids would write down the, the show, the name of the show. You're just like, I'm just going to skip all of that and just write the, the channel. Yeah, well, I didn't need the name of the show because I knew I wanted to watch it. So I'd already <laughs> made the decision. I'd already, I'd already made the decision. But it's, it's like I, I so I, I learned a lot with my OCD um, as I got older. Mm-hmm. To use it against itself. Um, so if I'm terrified of something because of my OCD or anything like that, if I write down to do it, like put it on a bucket list, for instance, mm-hmm. now I can't not do it because it's on the bucket list. So it's like my OCD fighting itself. It's kind of going, well, you you can't do this because of this. And it's like, yeah, but it's written down. So you've got to fucking do it now. Yeah. Um, so I, I tend to use my OCD as its own worst nightmare against itself now. 
the things you learn, the tips and tricks that you learn uh, in life. That's crazy. That's uh, that's very interesting. Mm. Um, the way the tools that we use um, to navigate this crazy journey that we call life. Goodness gracious. <laughs> what what piece of advice I'm going to ask you would you give someone who has lost their significant other or is losing their significant other? If you had to share a piece of advice that helped you or whatever, what would it be? Ask them how you can help. Because like I say, uh, part of the reason I'm still here is because I made that promise. The reason I do the challenges. So, the re I mean, like I say, the reason for my name is up for the challenge is because of the fact that I did challenges. And that stems from the fact that I asked my wife what to do. And she told me to help a charity. And the only way I could do that was to do challenges. And everything else comes from that, really. I mean, theoretically, I might still be have been doing mental health. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but if I was... I wouldn't be up for the challenge. I'd be something else. Um, so ask them because it may be the reason that you stick around. I mean, some people will never have a thought of suicide, even when they lose a significant other, because, you know, that's just, it's just not in their genetics. It's not in their makeup. Um, some people will unfortunately immediately lose their battle with their mental health. But I think if the whole reason and whole thing for you and the reason you're going to break down tomorrow is the loss of your partner if you are that passionate about that person then them telling you to do something will be part of the reason that you don't do something else mm. them telling you to do something will be part of the reason that you don't do something else that was significant that was that was significant that was that was solid um <laughs> so so i know you said twitch is acting up hopefully they'll yeah. get it together if not <laughs> i really don't get i don't i don't think you can <laughs> uh, one way or the other so um where can we find you aside from twitch and how can we support you and and all your charities and what you're doing yeah so i mean i'm i'm everywhere basically which is the only reason i don't i don't really you know twitch can go fuck themselves and i also know i also know a lot of um a lot of other people like for instance for instance if i'm not now on twitch and it has gone wrong for whatever reason um you know my account is i don't know my account be i don't know what the hell's going on with it basically and twitch have like i'm not being banned by the way just for anyone wondering i've not been banned twitch are literally trying to help me get my account back and they can't figure it out which is helpful um but there are people like uh, Mindset by Dave, Papa Paws, Anxiety, Wabberstream, you can go and find um, as well on Twitch. Um, I am on YouTube. So I'm, I have up for the challenge MH. So up to challenge mental health. So that is basically my safe for work um, YouTube channel, which is me at the moment. And it may change, but at the moment on a Sunday, I do a kind of editorial, basically me. I suppose probably ranting, but talking about something just normally in terms of mental health, whether it's to do with politics, whether it's a book review, whatever, um, normal on a Sunday. And then on a Tuesday is me um, basically breaking down something to do with mental health. You know, what is uh, anxiety? What is um, OCD? What is, um, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy so mm -hmm. that's me on a tuesday and that's all no swearing you can show it to your granny as in your kids you're fine 
Um, then I also have um, YouTube, um, and it's on Audible and everything else, but YouTube is the main one for my podcast, which you were on, mm-hmm. um, which I have made more specific now. So I have two different podcasts, but the one in terms of mental health um, is on the on, on the main channel. I've split them apart so that it, it looks more right now. So um, I've got my, it's called, it's um, YouTube forward slash Let's Chat Podcasts. And you have to say the S at the end because there's another one that is Let's Chat Podcast. That's not me. It's the it's Let's Let's Chat Podcasts, and you'll know if you're in the right place because the podcast on there is called the It's Good to Talk Podcast, and my face is on the banner, so you'll know that it's in the right place. Um, beyond that, I also have uh, Twitter, which is up for the challenge without the E, and there's number two, which is really annoying because the person with up for the challenge doesn't bloody tweet. Um, but yeah, so up for the challenge without the E, but a two in place of the E. Um, I will make you know comments on mental health a lot there. I also have a daily um, video that goes up, usually about a minute long. Uh, either it could be motivational or just something around mental health goes mm-hmm. up there. I have my TikTok, which is up for the challenge on TikTok, um, which will be occasionally it'll be a, a small snippet from one of my podcasts. It'll also be the same daily videos you'd get on Twitter, and then I'm on Instagram, which is up for the challenge MH. Uh, which again has bits and pieces a bit like Twitter. Uh, I think that's the places for that. The cha- uh, the charity, which is up for mental health. So up for up the number four mental health, uh, which is number four with all the stuff, but up for, uh, up for mental health.org. Um, and you can donate directly to charity there. You can find a bit more about us. We've got about 20 different resources um, on at the moment. We're looking to get around 100 by the end of the year so we started or kind of restarted a couple of months ago mm-hmm. um and the idea is that we get people to we have resources online that are hobbies as well as everything else so for a lot of people their therapy isn't necessarily them on a couch telling somebody about their childhood it could be them gaming is part big part of the therapy it could be that them doing martial arts is a big part of the therapy so we have that and you know introduction videos on dance introduction videos on how to throw yourself in martial arts on exercise we also have meditation videos um we also have mindfulness videos breathing exercises from a clinical um, hypnotherapist um and we also have stories of people's fight with their own demons we have from one of our trustees rj does a video on there talking about his um his demons with sobriety uh, as well as that there's also you know how to start your own podcast which mm-hmm. i have done one so has um rj as well and we have another one from lobal uh, who's an adhd um rj rj RJ, RJ, yeah. RJ! Uh, we also have Lobau, um, who's an ADHD creator who's going to do a podcast one as well. So helping people do that. These things help your your therapy. Um, and that's the idea of the charity is we want to help those things. We're also looking to do things in person. So we're about to start a running group, a walking group, sorry, not running, a walking group up in the north of England, as well as a martial arts group in the southeast. And these are going to be like six-week projects so six weeks basically to figure out whether they should go for longer than six weeks is effectively the point um and there to help people generally with anxiety for things like that as well as depression things can be helped by walking um and then you know log on to our resources and find something that's going to be helpful for you you know what you need you're the one that's going to be there so go through our resources like i say we've got about 20 now the aim and the reality is at the end of the year we will have 100 we will have 100 if i have to go and go to people's offices and record them myself we will have 100 videos 
across spanning everything how to get started in gaming how to um you know how to dance how to act everything as much as we can get it on there something that we think is going to be helpful for your therapy will be on there um so that's the idea for the charity so up for ment- up for mental health.org uh, we're also on tiktok it's up for mental health um we are also on uh tiktok which is up for mental health uh we're also on uh instagram which is up for mental health and we're on youtube which is up for mental health as well so on the one on youtube is we do occasional kind of podcasts now that may not continue all the time but basically every month usually once a month we'll try and do a podcast out there so we've had one um originally like our very first video is actually interesting because it was when we first tried to launch and things went wrong um, <laughs> it's perfect we didn't come down we didn't exist for another year really after that original video um and and weirdly enough one of the trustees in that time period their commitments changed so our kind of second video is our introduction of hey this is us and it's a different person there so it's <laughs> um but then we have videos like myself um um rj and uh leah who's one of our uh, trustees having a chat then there's rj and uh, leo guinan who's um who does things with um social media uh gotcha. they were having a chat so we do that once a month as well and hopefully yeah. we'll do some more educational videos in there as well so we are everywhere but you can find us there are twitch people on twitch whether twitch wants us wants me around or not there are people on twitch that are also supporting us so you will occasionally come across someone on twitch on tiktok um that is doing a, a charity thing for us we just had it on on tiktok we had um uh mischief who is what well, x mischief x who is one of our ambassadors who just did um a weekend of raising money for us uh we have Cato rose who's not an ambassador but somebody that's just doing it for us who's doing stuff on twitch for us at the moment and if there is anybody out there that is a content creator specifically we are looking for ambassadors we have put it on to twitter so up for mental health on twitter is the one to find it um you will find about a week ago we put up a poster saying hey if you're a social uh, media person doesn't matter what you're on tiktok instagram facebook i don't give a shit like if you're on social media some way um come and find us and it d- does not mean you have to be someone like call me chris we don't need you to have eight million fo- like you can have a hundred it doesn't matter if you're if you're there to try and try and um disney for us we are looking for ambassadors as well across all the social media um we are looking for people if you're a runner and you want to help us hey come along we'll find a marathon that you can do because i'm a marathon runner as well we'll find one we you can do and i will be the one we i on the website because you know you've got to say these things it will say a team is going to support you it will be an um a veteran marathon runner which is me who will help you get through these things we'll send you the t-shirt so you can run for us and all that kind of stuff and there are different things you can do you can do a coffee morning like or a, or a team whatever you want to call it like with cakes and stuff I will even send you the recipes because I used to be a chef. And so we'll send you the recipes of how to make the cakes if you want. And you can do that. But there is always a way if you go on the website to find that. Um, and if you just want to give money, you can give money directly as well. Perfect. Perfect. So there's a million ways to find you, to get in contact with you, to support you, um, to become an um, ambassador, maybe um, a sponsorship or anything like that. There is a way. So anyone, if you're looking you know exactly where to go. And I'll make sure I put all of that information in the show notes. 
and, um, and potentially I'm on, I forgot actually, potentially if Twitch sort out, I'm also on Twitch is up for the challenge as well. Um, but the, the one, one we that, forgot and we were just talking yeah, about that forever. <laughs> weird enough, so the one thing I will say to everybody, if Twitch do sort it out and they figure out what has happened to their attempt at a company, um, and I do go back to streaming on, on Twitch, um, if you see me live, do not, do not subscribe, do not give money. Um, I have that on there for months when I do um, raise money for Brains Trust and you'll see a logo that says Brains Trust. If that's there, fine. Otherwise, I do not expect anybody to ever give any money in any way to have to talk about their own mental health. Mm. You are likely to get me telling you off if you give money to my channel. I know you've probably seen about 50,000 where there's people having a go at you for not giving money on Twitch. They're dickheads. Don't give me money on Twitch. That's and I just want to let everyone know that if if you're not watching this podcast, I need you to go over to my YouTube and watch this because he looked you dead in your face <laughs> and told you <laughs> not to do it. And if you go against his wishes, I cannot save you. <laughs> now I'm looking you dead in your face. Like I can, there's nothing I can do. So listen. All right. Oh man. Up. Oh. I have one final question for you. What I'll, I'll 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 word it like this. What is your relationship with resilience? I guess it's it's it goes almost to the point that I made about asking your partner if you're someone that's um that's you know losing someone is my relationship with resilience is having that there to to, to to have that promise that's kind of thing I, I i suppose my my relationship with it those things that that kind of that got me through i don't see it in terms of a fight um because like i said that day came and went mm -hmm. um it's weird because so my first master's degree um was actually um uh, submission as an act of resistance the case of the martial arts um so that was the title of my of my master's um um dissertation and it was the i like i say it was the idea of i think when people think resilience they think of resistance and the idea of fighting and the whole point of my my dissertation was submission um into the situation can be in itself somewhat resistant um especially when you look in terms of martial arts um when you look in things of judo brazilian jiu-jitsu things like that actually submissive acts within a certain area can be the biggest way of getting your resistant action i was so, i was i was thinking i did i'm not a martial artist whatsoever but i did practice a little bit mm. and there are some that when you give in that's that's how you give out in in, in a sense like when you yeah. when you give in when you if 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 you don't you're going to hurt yourself or you're going to get hurt so yes. after, yeah i, I yeah yeah, fighting against fighting against it sometimes will just will just destroy you. So I think, like I said, with having that promise to my wife, that's not me fighting against anything because the promise wouldn't need to have been made if the bereavement wasn't there. So it's not that I'm submitting completely, but it's the idea of that it has to have been there for me to go forward with it. So it's submitting to that exact resistance. So that I think that would probably be resilience and resistance being taken as the same thing there. Mm. 
I like that. That's different. I always get different answers. And that was a really, really different um, analogy, even. Um, and what you compared it to. That was great. That was great. Up, Adam. Uh, I think I've called you Adam like two times. <laughs> I um, was up for like the first six months <laughs> of lockdown. No one knew me as anything else. So. <laughs> I didn't. Even when we were talking, when Kev introduced us, yeah. I had no idea. I was just calling you up. I'm like, okay, he's up. And and you are. And you are. Um, and sir, so I absolutely am beyond humbled and, and grateful that you wanted to come on here and share your story and give a little bit about, give a little bit of yourself to my community. Um, I know that the tips you gave, the, the vulnerability that you shared is going to help someone else on their journey. Um, it may not be similar. They, it may be something else, but I'm almost positive that your, your words of wisdom um, will help them. So I appreciate you um, on behalf of me and my community for jumping on here with us today. No problem at all. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate and review. And remember, resilience in action will always lead to a greater human experience.